My name is Benjamin Pace, and you're listening to the No Content Podcast. And if you happen to be a duck listening to this, you're in a safe space. Welcome to the No Content Podcast. My name is Benjamin Pace, and I hope you are having a wonderful December. I am excited for the Christmas season. It is one of my favorite times of the year, and I'm guessing that is probably the case for you as well. And if it's not, well, hey, you know what? We are praying for you, Mr. and Mrs. Grinchy, but that's no, I'm just kidding. Um, Speaking of prayer, though, I'm going to pray, and we're going to get into this podcast today. Didn't mean for that to rhyme but I am pleased that it did. Father, we thank you for this podcast. We ask you, I ask you, I'm believing that everybody's hooked with me and asking you, I ask you for a good flow and anointing today. We love you, Lord. We're thankful for your word. We thank you for this season and what it represents, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to help us to keep our hearts rooted in the truth of what this season is truly supposed to be about, and that is celebrating Jesus and what Jesus has done for us. Father, we thank you for the wonderful gifts you have given us in Jesus, Lord, and I ask you for a quickening today. I ask you for a quickening of your spirit and a grace to minister to your people the good things that you would have me minister to them, Father, and I rely completely on the anointing and on the grace that's on my life, and I thank you, Father, for it. In the name of Jesus. Um, today's podcast is entitled The Children's Bread. And I had it on my heart to talk about healing. We have been in a theme in the month of December, in really all of the podcasts, about hope and healing. And there's a connection between hope and healing. And the connection really is hope shows up to tell you, you can be healed. (laughs) You know, so many people don't believe they can be healed. So many people do not believe that they can be restored, whether it's emotionally, whether it's some kind of trauma, whether it's some kind of mental illness, and definitely in their body and their physical body. So many people, they look at what they're dealing with and how long they've been dealing with it. And it can really feel like there's no hope. There's no expectation of getting any better. People learn to live with things, and they don't really expect to get better. And, you know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago about finding out what I can do. And there's some things I think we'll talk about today that's relevant to that. But Jesus paid for our healing. And if he paid for our healing, it's because he wants us to have healing. You know, there's a lot of people who are shopping and buying and using their money to pay for gifts. And the reason why they're paying for that gift with their own money is because they want to give that gift to the person that they love so that person can have it and enjoy it. Now, I know that may seem simple, but I feel like the more simple we keep healing, the easier it is to receive and to believe. And so that's why I really want to keep things simple in talking about healing. And, you know, Jesus paid for our healing. And 
he doesn't want us to go without it <laughs> if he paid for it. Does that make sense? Is that too simple? Um, if he paid for it, we should have it. We should enjoy it. And so the Bible tells us that what is given by grace, we receive by faith. So what we want to do in this podcast is we want to amp up our faith and our expectation to receive healing. And I am believing for a healing anointing in this podcast. And in fact, I'm just going to say it here at the beginning. I'm going to quote Isaiah 61 and declare it over myself, over this podcast. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. That's hope. And to preach healing to the brokenhearted and deliverance to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are bruised. You know, that, I believe, has to do with trauma. At least I believe it can apply to that. You know, why would you need to set at liberty those who are bruised? Because bruises imply trauma. Bluses, Im- bluses, sorry, bruises <laughs> imply being hit or being scarred. And a lot of people are captive to their trauma. And so declaring liberty to those that are bruised has to do with being set free from trauma. And so I want to come to you today with good news and with hope that says you can be healed. You do not have to stay sick naturally. You don't have to stay broken emotionally or scarred in your mind. You don't have to. And it can be a process coming out of that. And and it's not about you trying to to make it happen on your own. You can't. It's about allowing the anointing to minister healing to you. And what we're going to talk about today is partaking of the children's bread. Partaking of the children's bread. You know, that, that Syrophoenician woman uh, that came to Jesus... She said, Lord, would you cast this demon out of my daughter? Would you help me? And he said, it's not good to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Now, I did a whole podcast, uh, Averity Vitamins, actually, um, quite a while ago, and it was called Even the Dogs. And I got into what I believe that is talking about, what he's referring to, why he said that. I think some people can misunderstand it. But uh, if you haven't heard that one, maybe go back and listen to that. I'm not going to get into all of it today. But he referred to healing and deliverance as the children's bread. And so we know that as children of God, it is a part of our portion, our inheritance, our gift from him to receive deliverance and healing. And so we we know in Matthew 7, Jesus said, if a son asks for bread, will his father give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? And he said, no. He said, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give these things to those who ask him? And so that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about receiving the children's bread. But what I want to point out to you about that Syrophoenician woman is that she responded to Jesus and she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. See, what she did was she revealed just how much faith she had in the bread, that even a little amount of it, she believed, 
had the power to heal her daughter and to deliver her daughter. Now, so many people, I think, have a quantity over quality mentality when it comes to the Word of God. What do I mean by that? If something comes up, they think, okay, if I will read every healing book I can find and listen to every healing sermon I can, I can listen to, and I'll confess every healing scripture I can find, then that will eventually help me to get healed. And listen, we're supposed to abide in the Word. We are supposed to saturate ourselves in the Word all the time, I and mean, that should be a part of our lifestyle. The Bible talks about our success is connected to us meditating in the Word day and night. And our lifestyle should be to abide in the Word and to saturate ourselves in the Word. But we see something here with the Syrophoenician woman. She has so much faith in just a crumb of the bread that she believes that was enough to receive her healing. And Jesus said, woman, your, your faith is great. <laughs> great is your faith. Well, why was Jesus so inspired? Why was he so excited about her faith? Because she had faith in a crumb. Ah, man. Okay. So sometimes when we get into this quali- quantity over quality mentality, it's actually a revelation of a lack of faith. Now, again, I'm not saying we shouldn't saturate ourselves in the Word. We should. We should always be doing that. And yes, absolutely, if you're dealing with something, put on worship music, put on healing tapes, put on healing scriptures 100%, but don't think that it's the quantity that's going to heal you more than the quality of the Word. See, the Word of God is so potent that even a crumb can heal you. Let me say it to you like this. All you need is one rhema word from the Lord to receive healing. One living, breathing, active word of the Lord. What did Jesus say to Satan when Satan tempted him to, watch this, turn the stones into bread? He said, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Well, What's that all about? Well, first of all... Turning stones into bread, a lot of people are calling good evil and evil good. You know, they're calling stones bread. They're saying that God gave me this stone, even though I asked for bread. And they're actually turning stones into bread (laughs) and acting like stones are bread. And they're not. The Bible says don't call evil good and good evil. But something else I see in that, you know, turning these stones into bread, that can be you trying to do it in your own strength and by the arm of flesh. But what did Jesus say in response to that? He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, notice that he said man shall live by the word of God. He did not say that man shall die by the word of God. Psalms 107 tells us that he sent his word and healed them. Did you know that God never sent his word and made them sick? Did you know that God never sent his word and made them full of disease? Did you know that God never sent his word and and made them die? (laughs) No, his word is healing. And healing is the children's bread. 
And we don't have to try and turn stones into bread in order to receive our healing. What is that? That's trying to work for it. That's trying to produce it in the flesh. You know, if God tells you to make changes in your diet, then you should. If God tells you to stop taking something or start taking something, you should do that. But why would you do it? Because he told you to do it. Whatever he says to you, do it. That's what caused the water to be turned into wine in John chapter 2. Well, it's the word. It's one word from the Lord. It's a crumb of the bread. Come on. It's, it's the word. And the word is so potent that all you need is one word to receive healing. There's enough, there's enough power in one word of God to produce healing. And sometimes people can overcompensate their ignorance of the one thing. Oh, come on. Sometimes people can overcompensate their ignorance or rebellion against the one thing with trying to turn stones into bread. Oh, okay. So let's say that God says, hey, stop drinking soda, just hypothetically. But you don't want to stop drinking soda. So instead, you're going to listen to all the healing tapes and confess all the scriptures and do all this and do all that, and then nothing changes, and you're like, I don't understand. Why? Overcompensating the one thing. You're trying to turn stones into bread. <laughs> but the flesh profits nothing. Even if you're doing spiritually seeming things, if you're not listening to the one word, the one thing that he told you to do, you're trying to turn stones into bread. And on the other hand, what can happen is God may say, hey, go see a doctor. Go talk to a doctor. You may sense in your heart, I need to go talk to a doctor about this. But because you're a faith person, you don't want to do that. And you feel like, no, I, I got to use my faith. I got to use my faith. But you can't separate faith from the word. You, you can only put faith in the anointed word. And when you put faith in the anointed word, you're putting faith in the anointing. And the anointing is potent enough to heal you with one word. That's the children's bread. You understand? And, and when you're trying to turn stones into bread can be you trying to prove something about how much faith you have rather than obeying what God is telling you to do. And this is why there are some people who have been dealing with the same issues for years. This is why some people have gone home to be with the Lord early because they wouldn't tell anybody they were dealing with anything, and they wouldn't do what it took to get things right. They, they, they weren't honest about where their faith was. And then people will look at that and say, I don't understand, they're a faith person, why would God let that happen? But you don't know, God may have been trying to get them to do something, and, you know, they were trying to turn stones into bread. But see, bread is something that the children don't work for, it's something that they ask for. Ooh! come on. That's what Jesus said. He said, if you ask, you'll receive. You ask for it in faith. Say, Lord, I need some bread. And what does he give you in response? Oh, come on. Thank you, Lord. I'm getting excited. He gives you a word. Ooh, come on. He, in, oh, come on. There it is. Ah, sorry. I know that sounds weird, but I'm just excited. Listen, when, when, when the children come up to the, the father and they say, daddy, I'm hungry. I need some bread. What does he do? He gives them bread. He gives them a piece of bread. He says, here, have a word. 
But here's the thing. If you reject the word, you're actually rejecting the bread. Ooh, this is just coming right out of my spirit. I'm flowing. Thank you, Lord. If you reject the word he gave you, you're actually rejecting the bread he gave you. And then you can try to do all these other things and fight it in the flesh and even confess scriptures in the flesh, but ignoring the one thing he said to do. And you actually failed to partake of the bread. When all you had to do was just receive the word, act on the word, live by the word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father. Oh, come on. Thank you, Lord. But sometimes people reject the word because it seems too practical or it seems too easy or it seems too simple or because their flesh don't want to do it or because they feel like they've got to prove something instead of humbling themselves and realizing this is where my faith's at. And it's not always fun to do that one little thing. But so many times people will go through all kinds of other stuff instead of just doing the one thing God's telling them to do, operating where they're at in their faith, receiving a crumb of the children's bread. You know, I'm reminded of something that uh, Paul told Timothy. He said, uh, don't just drink water, but use a little wine for the frequent ailments you've had in your stomach. Now, that's interesting to me. Why did he include that in the Holy Scriptures? Notice that Paul did not say, uh, Timothy, you've got to change your whole diet. You've got to change your whole routine. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. You need to confess 150 Scriptures a day. You need to do this. You need to do that. No. He told him one little baby step of an adjustment to make in his life to overcome the ailment he was dealing with in his stomach. Let, let me read that to you. It, it's worth reading. I have it here in my notes. Um, uh, where's that at? And, and while I'm trying to find it, I'll say this to you. The bread of life is concentrated. It's potent. That's why all you need is a crumb of it to get healed on. You understand? This is the faith that this woman from Syrophoenicia had that Jesus marveled over. In 1 Timothy 5.23 in the Amplified Bible, he said, No longer continue drinking only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. What he's saying, what, what is he saying, excuse me, make a little adjustment. See, God's not going to overwhelm you with a bunch of stuff. He just gives you a word. He gives you a piece of bread. He said, here, do this. Fill the water pots up with water. You understand? Uh, Break the bread and distribute it to the multitude. Remember remember in John chapter 5 when Jesus fed that multitude with what? The bread. What did he do? All they had were five loaves and two fish. And and when he asked uh, Philip about it, Philip said there's not enough for them each to have, watch this, a little. But see, all you need is a little because the bread is so potent. You know what it's like? It's like Lemma's bread. You know what I'm talking about? It's like on, on Lord of the Rings. It's been a while since I've used a Lord of the Rings analogy. It's like that Lemna's bread. You know, all it takes is one bite to fill the belly of a grown man. You know, that's what it's like. It's like that Lemna's bread. All you need is a bite to get healed. Ooh, come on. Remember back in the Old Testament when Elijah was in the desert and the Bible says an angel woke him up. And gave him bread to eat and water to drink. And the Bible says he went in the strength of that bread 40 days and 40 nights. Ooh, come on. What was that? 
The Bible talks about how that was the bread of angels. Now, I think I'm going to do a whole other podcast about the bread of angels. What is that? Well, the Bible calls manna the bread of angels. In Psalms, it refers to manna as the bread of angels. There's a whole thing we could get into with that. But I I find it interesting that Elijah went in the strength of that bread 40 days and 40 nights, and Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. The Bible says he went in the power of the Holy Spirit. And did you know the Bible says that? Okay, people misunderstand. It says he fasted 40 days and 40 nights and afterward was hungry. That means during that time, something was sustaining him. What was it? What was sustaining him? He went in the power of the Spirit. He was operating by the power of the Spirit, not the flesh. And it was afterward that he became hungry and the devil tempted him to turn the stones into bread. Do you see that? And I see that like this. He had a word from the Lord. The the Spirit led him into the wilderness and he was living off that word for 40 days and 40 nights. And afterward... He hungered, and that's when the enemy tempted him. You know, you can sense when you're coming to the end of a season because you're hungry for another word from the Father. You can sense we've lived off of this word (laughs) for a long time, but Lord, there's something more in my spirit. And, and, And see, the enemy will come in during that time and try to tempt you with other things. You know, if you have that sense of, of dissatisfaction in your spirit, like, I feel like there's more. I feel like there's more we're called to do. I feel like there's more we're supposed to do, and I don't know what it is. Well, the enemy is going to try to slip in during that time and tempt you with other things. But see, if you're like Jesus, you'll know, hey, I don't live by bread alone, but by every word. In other words, I ain't moving till I get another word. Do you see that? I'm not, I'm not moving from this spot until I get another word from the Father, and then I'll live off of that word. Do you see that? Amen. And you can go in the strength of that word for as long as the Lord calls you to. And, and, and you see this happen with Moses. He was up on Mount Sinai. Sinai, Sinai. He was up on Mount Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights. What? Being sustained by the glory of God. He didn't eat or drink. He was sustained. I'm telling you, one word of God is potent and powerful and strong enough to sustain you, to, uh, to strengthen you, to heal you. You just need one word. Yes, you should saturate yourself in the word of God, but don't do it as a substitute for the one thing that he's told you to do. Don't reject the bread Don't reject the word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Father and then try to turn stones into bread by doing all these other things to compensate for it. By going to the doctor 50 times. The Bible talks about how King Asa was diseased in his feet and he sought the physicians instead of God. Now, that is not saying that there's anything wrong with seeking physicians. There are times we need to and there are times God will tell you to go to a doctor. But what it's saying is, instead of getting right with the Lord, he overcompensated by spending all of his time with the physicians and they couldn't help him. Well, the whole time, all he needed to do was go to God, say, God, what can I do? What should I do? And if he had gotten right with God, God would have given him one word and he could have been healed on that. 
that happened with Hezekiah. Hezekiah was about to die, and he sought the Lord. He went before the Lord with his whole heart, and the Lord came back and said, I'm adding to your days 15 years. See, Asa could have had that too if he had gone to the Father to get bread. Oh, come on. If he had simply asked for bread. That's what I'm saying to you today. We don't have to work for the bread We have to ask for the bread and receive the bread. And the bread always comes with a word. He sent his what? Word and healed them. I think we've always seen that verse as he sent his word and healed them as in somebody mailed me a teaching tape on healing and I listened to it and then I got healed. Well, absolutely that can and does happen. But I don't believe that's the point of that verse. The point of the verse is showing you that healing is attached to the word that he sent. Oh, come on. I've never seen it quite that way before. The healing is attached to the word that he sent. He sent his word. He sent you a message. Hey, I have a letter for you from God. And in this letter contains the key to your healing. Do you see that? You can't separate healing from the word and the word is the bread. It's the children's bread. Ooh, come on. Glory to God. And this bread is potent enough to heal you. Amen. Praise God. And again, back to what we were talking about in Timothy. Uh, Paul gave Timothy this simple, easy adjustment to make, and it produced healing in his body. He said, do a little of this. Do a little of that. Stop doing just this. Add some of this. And sometimes the word of the Lord is so simple, so, so practical. Uh, it can be so subtle. And yet, if we would just respond to the word, there's an anointing that would become available to us. And it would lead into our wholeness and our healing. Amen. Glory to God. And you know, Jesus said that the spirit is what quickens, but the flesh profits nothing. And people are trying to work in the flesh to try and make things happen. And listen, if God tells you to change your diet, just like he told Timothy, hey, that's your word. But again, notice he didn't overwhelm Timothy with all these things. He told him one thing to do. And a lot of times people become miserable because they're trying to to do all these different things, and then it still doesn't work. And then they get frustrated. And That's not partaking of the children's bread. Partaking of the children's bread is whatever he says to you. Do it. It's the spirit that quickens. What you need is a bite of the children's bread. You know, I was in a service last year, around this time actually, uh, my mother in the faith, Phyllis Moore, uh, she was preaching a sermon on healing, and, and classic to her fashion, uh, she passed out apples to everybody in the congregation. And this is not a small congregation. It was, some, it was a lot of apples. And what she did is she told us, all, all of us, to take a bite of the apple. And she said, that's how you receive healing. And it was such a good picture of what it means to receive healing from the Father. You just got to take a bite. You got to take a step. You know, you, you, you don't have to try and, and overwhelm yourself with what it's going to take to overcome this 
mountain of cavities in your teeth (laughs) or this mountain of whatever issue may be in your body, but take a step. We talked about this in the podcast we did a couple weeks ago. Here's what I can do. Stop focusing on what you feel like you can't do and getting overwhelmed. Instead, say, what can I do? What's a step I can take by faith toward this? Trusting God to add to me, to give me more, to help me. Here's what I can do. And we have to take a bite by faith. We have to take a step by faith. We have to receive the word from the Father. And in that word is the anointing oil that produces healing. Amen. Look at this in Mark 5. 25. I haven't read a lot of scripture to you so far in this podcast. I've quoted a lot of scripture, but I'll go ahead and read this to you. It says, A certain woman which had an issue of blood twelve years had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and did not get any better, but only grew worse. So here's an indication. If you're doing the same thing over and over and over again and nothing's getting better, but it's only growing worse, that's an indication that you're operating in the flesh rather than in the spirit. But look at this. She said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. What's she she talking about here? If she just gets a a crumb of the bread, (laughs) if she just gets a little bite of the bread, why? Because there's so much juice (laughs) packed in this. There's so much potency. There's so much anointing that is this bread is soaked in. All you need is a little bite of it to be made whole. And it says straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up when she touched him and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And it says Jesus immediately knowing that virtue had gone out of him turned around and said who touched my clothes? And you know what the disciples said. They said you know everybody's been touching you and he said no, I felt power go out of me. I felt virtue go out of me. And the woman came and bowed before him and told him everything that happened and he said daughter, your faith has made you whole, go in peace and be whole of your plague. Now, what's interesting about this is that she reached out by faith and took a crumb, but Jesus turned around and gave her a loaf. (laughs) He said, you want some bread, honey? Here, have a whole loaf. Uh, he He said, your faith has made you whole, but go in peace, be whole of your plague. What is happening here? This isn't just a temporary fix. This isn't just a temporary subsiding of these symptoms. What Jesus is saying to her, he's given her a word that's saying, not only are you healed from this, but it's not coming back. You're done with this thing. You are made whole from here on out. Why? Because she had faith in the anointing. She had faith in in the bread of life, which was Jesus. And she knew, I just need to touch him one time. And Jesus saw her faith and he said, listen, you want the bread? You're hungry for the bread? You have faith in the bread? Here, have a whole loaf (laughs) and be made whole from your plague. Amen. This is the children's bread. Glory to God. Let me mention this to you. I'll read this in Luke 4.22. This is actually after Jesus had come out of the desert and he had preached that uh, Isaiah sermon and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. But uh, afterwards, some people got upset with him. And it says that they all witnessed that gracious words proceeded out of his mouth. Gracious words 
proceeded out of his mouth. What does that remind me of? Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But notice that they're gracious words. Oh, I like that. They're words full of grace and truth. Why? Because Jesus, the word, is full of grace and truth. Oh, thank you, Lord. How do I know? Oh, man. How do I know that it's a word from the Lord? It's going to be full of grace and full of truth. When, thank you, Lord, the bread is full of grace and full of truth. When I receive a word from the Lord, there is, there is a grace that is in it, and there is truth that it's in it that's feeding me and that I'm receiving of. But by faith, I receive the gracious word of the Father. Are you hearing this with your spirit today? By faith, I take a piece of the children's bread and I receive the gracious and truthful word of the Father that proceeds out of his mouth. And they said, is this not Joseph's son? What did they do? They rejected the bread. And he said to them, you will surely say this proverb to me. Watch this. Physician, heal yourself. Whatever you have done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. And he went on to talk about how there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a great famine throughout all the land, but to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. Well, what's he talking about here? What did that widow woman do? She responded to the word that Elijah gave her. And God supernaturally provided for her. And he's saying, you're going to tell me, physician, heal yourself. In other words, prove, prove yourself. Prove yourself to me. Prove that you are who you say you are. And this goes back to what we were talking about when Satan said, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And see, Satan will come to us and say this, Physician, heal yourself. <laughs> if you're really so full of faith, if you're really a faith person, let's see it. Let's see how much faith you got. And listen, I've heard people quote this verse and saying that, you know, they're, they're healing themselves. And, and listen, if, if God quickens something to you, I, I, I'm not saying every testimony is the same. I've heard people say that they've stood on this verse before and, and they reached out and took their healing by faith. And there's, there can be a truth in that, but at the same time, we got to keep it in context. Jesus is not saying this positively. This is not a verse that we're supposed to be taking to say we're supposed to heal ourselves. No, we can heal ourselves. Jesus himself said, without me, you can do nothing. I can't do anything of myself except by the Father. He said, my doctrine's not of my own. So Jesus received of the Father, that's how he was able to do things, and we can't heal ourselves, and we have to realize that. But see, Satan will come to us and say, physician, heal yourself. Heal yourself. Well, uh, they, they got healed of that. Well, let's see you do that. You know, they didn't go to the doctor. They didn't go to the doctor. Let's see you not go to the doctor. Uh-oh. But what if that's not where your faith is? See, if Satan can get you off into this prove-yourself Turn these stones into bread. That's how he can get you into a trap. And there's a lot of people who have been in that place. Instead of humbling themselves like a little child and receiving the bread. 
receiving the word and saying, Lord, I'm not trying to produce this in myself. I can't heal myself. I'm not the healer. I can't heal them. I, I can't heal me. I can't heal them. But Lord, I know there's enough, there's enough anointing in one word from you to heal me. All I need is a crumb of the word to heal me and see if you'll put faith in him like a child puts faith in their parent to give them bread when they ask for it and receiving it. That is what will produce the healing. That is what will cause you to receive the gift of the children's bread. It's not by you working for it. It's not by you striving for it. Do you see that? Uh, this was very interesting, and, and we'll touch on this more, I think, in the next podcast, possibly. I was listening to somebody I, I respect a lot, uh, Sarah Pearson's, Pastor Sarah Pearson's of Legacy Church, and she was ministering along these lines on Thanksgiving, and she pointed something out about this verse in Psalm 46.10. It said, Be still and know that I am God. And this word still is actually the word Rapha. Now, what's interesting is, you know, in Exodus 15, we are told that God is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that heals you. But what's interesting about this particular word Rapha, when you look it up, it literally means, watch this, to sink, to collapse, or to relax. Ooh, it literally means to sink, to collapse, or to relax. You could say to rest. Oh, thank you, Lord. There it is. In other words, what's God saying? Relax <laughs> and know that I am God. Rest in me and know that I am God. What does Hebrews tell us about faith? Those who believe enter into rest. But, you know, it also says right there in that same passage, right before that, those who heard the word but didn't mix faith with it, it didn't profit them. What's another way of saying that? Those who didn't mix rest with it. Those who didn't mix trust with it. In other words, you heard the word, but then you tried to produce it in the flesh instead of relaxing in your healer. Oh, thank you, Lord. Resting in your healer. God is saying, relax, <laughs> take a deep breath, be still, rest in me, and know, watch this, I'm your healer. Ooh, there it is. Relax, rest, and know that I am the Lord that heals you. I am Jehovah Rapha, the one who heals you. Relax and have a piece of bread. Rest and have a piece of bread. And one of the big ways you know that you've gotten out of faith is you've gotten out of rest. You've gotten away from rest. And you're not resting in him about it. He is your healer. He is the one that heals you. It's his bread <laughs> that has the power to produce healing in your body. You simply have to receive it. It's the word that proceeds out of his mouth that will cause you to come alive, that will quicken you. What did David say in Psalm 119? Quicken me according to your word. He's saying, relax, receive my word, and know that I'm the healer. Now, that doesn't mean we don't have any responsibility. You know, Jesus told that one man with the withered hand, hey, stretch out your hand. He told another man, pick up your mat and walk. But it was the word he spoke that empowered them to do it. It was the bread that strengthened them like it did Elijah in the desert. Do you see that? 
They went in the strength, oh, of that bread. Thank you, Lord. And what did Paul say? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What was he saying? I can do all things through the anointed bread (laughs) that empowers me. The anointed word. The word empowers us. Praise God. So let me just say this. How do we practically apply these things? Well, first of all, Jesus said in John 6, He who drinks my blood and eats my flesh abides in me and I in him. Now, a big part of this is abiding in the vine. And it is your faith that causes the word to profit you. You need to feed on the bread of life. But again, a lot of people, when they experience symptoms in their body or they're diagnosed with something, their immediate reaction is to try and listen to every tape and read every scripture and do all these things. And it's good to saturate yourself in the word of God. Don't misunderstand me. But you got to be careful that you don't do that out of fear and you don't do that out of trying to work for it. Because if you are just trying to listen to and read every single thing you can, it can be that you don't recognize the potency of the bread. Are you listening? You don't recognize the potency of a word. And you know, when something's valuable, you treasure every part of it, even the little parts of it. If something is truly valuable, like a diamond, you recognize the value even of a little diamond. Do you see that? Even if it's small, you recognize its worth. And that's what happened with the Syrophoenician woman. She recognized the value of a crumb. Glory to God. And we do need to saturate in the word and we need to be constantly feeding our faith. But when it comes to receiving the children's bread, if you understand the potency of the word, you realize that just one rhema word from him. And within that rhema word, there's so much life and juice to heal you 10 times over. And when you have that kind of faith and value for the word, all you need is one bite to receive healing. Amen. But here's something else I want to mention to you. Jesus talked about partaking of his body and his blood by faith. That's communion. This is one of the ways that we receive healing is when we take communion by faith. Not as a religious act, not in a manner of just treating it like it's something you do on Sunday, but when you by faith take a bite and a sip of the body and of the blood. Look at this in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three. Paul said, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. And he talked about how Jesus said, take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Remembrance has to do with honor and value. And one of the best ways to receive healing is by taking communion in faith, taking a bite by faith in honor and value of the word. You know, it's an act of faith. And I'm going to say this again. I said it before, but an act of faith is active faith. James talks about how faith without action is dead. But an act of faith indicates active faith. And taking a bite By faith is an act by which you can receive the spiritual bread. Amen. And something I like to confess whenever I take communion is your body was broken for me so that mine doesn't have to be. 
Amen. And he goes on to talk about not discerning the Lord's body is what causes people to be sick and to die young. So there's more than one application of that that we could talk about, but not discerning the value, not discerning the potency. (laughs) Could that be connected to remaining sick or even dying young? Uh, In the Amplified Bible in verse 29 He says, for anyone who eats and drinks without solemn reverence and heartfelt gratitude for the sacrifice of Christ, eats and drinks a judgment on himself if he does not recognize the body of Christ. And he says that careless and unworthy participation is the reason why many among you are weak and sick and a number of you sleep. He's talking about the value of the bread and the blood. And that's one of the reasons why people are staying sick is not recognizing its value. And I'll say this, David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or God's seed begging for bread. You know, we don't beg for the children's bread. We ask for it. We receive it by faith. We take a bite and then we give thanks for it. We thank God for the bread by faith, but we don't beg for the bread. We don't beg for the gift of the children's bread. Amen. Let me just tell you a couple testimonies of when this was applied practically in my life. Um, Years ago, back in 2015, um, I was praying about a transition that was coming up in my life, and I was about to uh, go and be a part of a ministry, but my stepdad became very sick, and he actually ended up going into the emergency room and almost died. Uh, Me and my mom talk about this testimony in the podcast I did almost four years ago called, um, I think it's The Power of Prayer or something like that. It's one of the podcasts I did with my mom. It was a Mother's Day special, Um, but it was one of the early ones that I did about prayer. And we talked about this testimony, but he almost died in the ER. But I'll never forget, I was sitting in the hospital room with him and he was in the hospital bed. And the Lord quickened to me this one scripture in Psalm 20, verse 8, that says, The righteous have arisen and stood upright. And I feel like that was the word that the Lord quickened to me. And I began to confess that and pray that over my stepdad. And within like 12 hours, he was up out of that hospital bed on his feet walking around. And not long after that, he walked out of that hospital and was completely healed. He had uh, experienced a AFib and had a stroke and almost died. And yet one word from the Lord, standing and praying on that one word, caused him to stand upright and get out of that hospital bed. Uh, one time my mom was sick at home and had some alarming symptoms. And I was driving in my car and I felt quickened by the Spirit to drive and go uh, visit her and see her. And I put on this one song that the Lord quickened to me uh, by Todd Delaney, and it's, uh, it's called Your Great Name. You may have heard it. And while I was listening to that song and saturating in the anointing, I believe I heard the Lord quicken to me, James chapter 5, about anointing with oil. And so I saw in my spirit me going into my mom's house and anointing her with oil and speaking to the symptoms in her body and commanding them to leave. Well, I, I, while I was in the, the atmosphere of the anointing, 
I got a word from the Lord. What is that? That was a piece of bread. <laughs> it was a bite of the children's bread. It was literally a part of the word of God that was quickened to me. And I saw myself doing that. And I went and I anointed her with oil and I spoke to the symptoms. And then I left. And that was the end of it. And I got a call later that day that she was feeling better. She was out of bed and she recovered from that. And I've seen more than once in these situations that it wasn't about how much scripture I was reading or confessing. It wasn't about even how long I prayed in tongues. It wasn't just about doing all these things in the natural. Now, I did have to put on the word and worship to get into a place to hear. And that's where putting on the healing scriptures and putting on the worship music can come in. It can get you in a, in a position to hear better and shutting down some other things, fasting some things. But the thing that is really going to produce the healing is the anointed word. Do you see that? And when I got that word from the Lord, that's what produced, acting on that word is what produced the healing. It's how we took a bite of the children's bread. And listen, it's not always going to uh, happen immediately. You may take one bite and there's progress, and then you take another bite. I mean, Jesus himself prayed for a man, and at first, his vision wasn't completely restored, and then he prayed for him a second time, and it was completely restored. But there was progress. Do you see that? And the, heal, the children's bread contains the anointing, and when it's acted on by faith, it always produces healing. It always produces results. The word is not the problem. The word always works. It's a matter of whether or not we receive it by faith. So what I wanted to minister to you today in this is that healing is the children's bread. And you don't have to turn stones into bread. You don't have to produce it in yourself. What you need to do is you need to get a word. You need to ask the Lord for a word and then act on that word. You ask for the word and you act on the word. And that is how you take a bite of the children's bread and receive the gift of healing that God absolutely wants you to have and to enjoy because he paid for it. Amen. Glory to God. Hey, if you've never received Jesus as the Lord of your life, I'm telling you, it doesn't take some kind of voyage out to the sea or some kind of expedition up to a mountain to talk to a monk and learn the secret of <laughs> the universe. They won't help you anyway. They're just as confused as you are. No, all you need is to respond to the word of the Lord that says, if you will believe in the son and call on the name of the Lord and receive the blood of Jesus, you will be saved. You don't have to understand everything about theology or the old Testament or all these things. If you just have enough faith to say, Lord, I believe in you. I want you. I receive your blood to cleanse me. I believe you're the only way to heaven, and I, I receive you as my Lord. If you'll just act on that simple word, you will be saved, and you will be born again, and you will become a child who is entitled to the children's bread. Amen. Glory to God. Hey, I hope you got something good out of this podcast today, and I will talk to you the next time you click play. Thanks again for listening to the No Content Podcast. Remember that Jesus loves you, he loves everyone else, and please don't forget to feed the ducks.